good at it though because some of them now have parents our age well yeah it'd be like one of your kid kids go on there and they just know it because that's what their parents liked it's really really cool yeah i gotta get my kids into um bombs over baghdad oh, oh yeah bombs over baghdad uno don't trace it's on so did you ever think of pin a microphone yeah. like that day boy and we still stay street big things no, rocking really? every time we meet like a track every team crack fiend dying to geek outcast bumping up and down the street slam back cadillac five five nigga deep 25 mcs freeze down to the beat so i get crunk stay drunk at the club should have bought an ounce but you caught the dub should have held back but you throwed the punch supposed to meet your girl but you packed a lunch no g to the u to the d for you got a son on the way by the name of bamboo got a little baby girl for a year jordan never hurt my feelings with my kids for them because i hit it quit it rap top and later man in a rap job and his insane self boy set some goals make a fat diamond at a dusty core Record number four, now we on a roll. Hold up, slow up, stop control like Janet. Planet Saint Goni is on you, moving like Floyd, coming straight to Florida. Lock all your windows in, block all the corridors. I've had Yeah. So uh this is the epilogue. <laughs> Where were we? Yeah. I'm upset. Uh, what were we okay. gonna do? Just review our drinks? Yeah, we were gonna review our drinks. How was your How was your beer, Joel? My, my beer was fine. Right. How was like your a very big jar. How was your magical unicorn? I drinks? got a frozen mudslide. The first sip tasted like Christmas. Amazing. But then it was nothing but was sugar after that. No, it was like uh, I don't know some booze, some kind of sweet booze. Yeah. And then it was just a lot of sugar. There's a lot of ice. It looked very solid. Mm. Like yours would be more like. icy because yours is not a milk-based drink. Mine was very creamy. I drank oh, it up it? much too fast. It was delicious. Oh, yeah. What did you get? Pina, Pina, Pina colada, a classic. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer daiquiri. They are also very good. I thought for years that was pronounced daiquiri. Like it's one of those words when you <laughs> yeah. don't hear it said. You yeah. Just read I thought it, it was mindstrom. Yeah. The soup. Uh, it's minestrone. That even just happened to me. It's, it makes sense to be minestrone. <laughs> or even minestrone. Minestrone, yeah. I saw Home Alone before I could fully read. So when they went into the van and it was a budget van, I thought it was Budget. So whenever I see a budget van, I still see Budget. And it's like, no, John Candy did not go into the Budget van. It was a budget van. I remember the first time I read Archie comics. My, we were on some road trip and it was like my parents' friend's house. And he's like, here's a bunch of Archie read these and uh, then after I was like those are great you ever hear of Archie before and Veronica and Betty oh. and my mom was like what the fuck did you say <laughs> it hit me so hard uh, I kind of like better Veronica yeah. it sounds cuter than Veronica <laughs> Oh, I would have thought that was so funny. As I don't a even kid. think I seem to remember too. Like my mom didn't get it at first. I was like, you know, the, the lodge, the old rich man, the daughter. And she's like, oh, Veronica. <laughs> but, but yeah. When I was a kid, I used to argue whether Magneto's name was. I used to call him Magneto, mm. and like would like. Do when you had those ice creams? Are they Cornitos? Yeah, yeah, they were cor- Cornitos. <laughs> what's a Cornito? What's what's the oh, here's, proper word for that? Wash the corn, water pick. There it is. Why did they choose red? That looks disgusting. God. It's like your bloody teeth. <laughs> really? Look, this is you. We can yeah, wash away your blood. This is my life. Right? <laughs> that is so upsetting. <laughs> what did they do to that corn? No one's going to eat that corn. Now it's going to go straight into the garbage. Sorry, uh, I. Sorry, that was, that, was, that was basically a commercial for a water pick. 
which was showing so a corn on the cob. Like flossing, but easier. Yeah. <laughs> That's you, your sales pitch? <laughs> You're too lazy to floss? Basically like, I'm too lazy to floss, but it's not hard. No. I'm not doing it because it's hard. It's quite easy. I'd just rather have bloody gums anyways. Like, whatever, it's easier. Yeah. It's flossing for assholes is what it is. <laughs> And I don't think it would be as effective. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it right now. <laughs> there, I said it. You're the tenth doctor. <laughs> I disagree with my other nine colleagues. They're all assholes as well. <laughs> so None guys. of them sits with me for lunch. <laughs> like I'm a bit aggressive and outgoing, and I like a soft man. You're like a seven, I'd say. <laughs> Always a seven. Always. On every scale, I'm a seven. <laughs> no matter what it is, seven. Okay, you have to define what a soft man is, because I like uh, I soy think, boy. You know. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, sorry, well, it rhymes. That's true. Cuck Squad, twenty-eight, seventeen. Oh, okay. Uh, now we're clear. It's too hard to explain. If within twenty minutes you don't see the soft boy at the table, you are the soft boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a modern meme from Keith McNally. Uh, another place that soft boys are very popular, um, yeah. Bun's Dating Zone is where me and Craig met. Yeah, There's a lot of polyamorous people. Craig is a bit of a soft boy too. He is a total soft boy in yeah. the best of ways. Exactly. Like, he's a good I mean, ally. A, I don't like non-soft boys. Yeah, so. me too. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, so it's for me good. it's a big thing. Yeah, Yeah. if you want like <laughs> good women, you want boy. like, yeah, you want <laughs> ladies who like the soft boys. <laughs> See, this is my problem, is like, I present as a soft boy, but I'm not really a soft boy. So you're a sneaky, not soft boy. Oh, you're my absolute least favorite type of guy then, because those guys, like, on a dating app suck, because you think they're, like, a nice soft boy, and then they're, like... They, nice. Then you're not, and you're like, fuck, I was oversold. I yeah. wonder, though. I mean, I don't know that Joel is super self-aware in some ways. Because just the other <laughs> night... You know, hold on, hold on, I got some this. I got a direct example. It was me and Rayanne and Joel at Mike's place, and we were just out on his patio smoking. And uh, Rayanne said something to me along the lines of how, like, uh, you know, I think I'm right all the time, and I gotta chill the fuck out. Or, I, or I'm so sure I'm right about things that are just not even close to the truth. And I really had no answer. I'm like, well, it's not untrue, so I guess I just won't say anything. But then Joel says, I'm like that. And Rayanne goes, no, you're not. Yeah. 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 But you're like, it seems like you're opinionated. But you can still be a soft boy and be opinionated. It's like you're aware of other people and how they're going to react to you. You're not an asshole is pretty much what we're saying. It's like a soft boy is either a soft boy or an asshole. Honestly, it's, it's a silly way to describe... It, like a kind person. Yeah. That actually gets gets like the I don't like the word kind is not something that most people are. Not most, but like a lot of people aren't kind. They don't give a shit about hurting other people's feelings or what or like or what another person feels. It's a bit empathetic and just kind, generous. Yeah. Yeah, like Craig is a soft boy. He's a fucking asshole sometimes. Yeah. But like that he's also he's got your back and he he has a really good sense of Justice. Yeah. I feel like that's what you have as well. But the perfect Craig example, because it's like you don't always have to be, but it's like when it matters, they come through. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, Craig will fucking stand up for whoever. Yeah. He'll push a fucking bike guy over. <laughs> oh, my God. So true. <laughs> so, wow. Oh, God. I wish I was there. That sounds amazing. 
It was, it was a day, all right. It was a day. <laughs> back in business. Michael Countdown's back in business. <laughs> Pushing bike. I know, Mike, like, all of a sudden it was like Mike went from being a relatively soft boy, and in that episode, I'm like, wow, he uh, really gets hard. Don't ever apologize for me again. <laughs> he was so mad that Joel oh, apologized so, on his behalf. Yeah, it was but incredible. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't apologize. I was just like... Which is I, exactly a reaction on the actual uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, let me explain. No, I just implied to the guy that if he goes over and talks to us, somebody's going to hit him. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I was like, it's in your best interest if you just let this go, sir. Yeah. Choose your yeah. battles. Like, yeah. he's not like... He not just was like, okay. Actually, he was like... <sighs> he like he had his <laughs> breath, and he was like, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. He eventually became a mature gentleman. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck it, am I, I doing? Th- I think he took a second. He was like, Do I want to break my nose tonight? Okay, I tried to fight well, four <laughs> younger guys. Well, I like yeah, too, just yeah. I really do feel yeah. like you had a good moderator thing going on, Joel. Because, like, like, when Mike was like, like, Was I walking in the middle of the thing? And you were just like, Yeah, you were. But also to that guy, he's like, I didn't hit anyone yeah. with my bike tire. And you were like, yeah, you did. Like, I feel like he knew, like, if that guy said I did, I did. Like, yeah. I should just not push this. I was picturing it right away because that is, were you down, like, on the lake shore? Yeah. Yeah, those paths are really tough. And, like, cyclists are supposed, there's, like, actual spots for them to stop. And very few do. And this was right as you leave Mike's place where there's a, a fence and the street. Like, there's only, it's a tiny little area yeah, where, totally. yeah, bikers need to get the fuck yeah, out of there. To, like be pretty they're like really I've almost gotten hit doing the right thing I would like wait for the cross man and then I'd cross and they just didn't want to stop and I'd say and I'm like Jesus fuck just at least stop if there's a human there that's all I'm asking so I can picture exactly what it looks like and I, I would be too scared to walk in the well, bike lane because they're vicious no the thing is like Mike was walking in the middle of it which was relatively safe but then Keith was like, hey, bikes. Yeah, and no, that's where it all To be wrong. fair, oh, no. I was also about to yell the same thing. Right. So were it wasn't just you. Way? Yeah, because there's yeah, a yeah. shit ton of bikes, and I'm just like, like we were kind of over <laughs> on the grass, so I was just like. And because like, you did that, he slowed down. No, he, he took no, a step to the side. He took uh, a step to the side into the guy. The wrong side. way. Right. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Mike, what an idiot. And everyone was at fault that yeah. day. <laughs> except <laughs> except innocent soft boy Joel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see, that is the soft boy. Yeah. Yeah. That should but, be part of like your profile. Be like, I'm a soft boy. Example. <laughs> but I also stepped in between him and Craig because I'm like, I do not need my friend arrested. Yeah. You know, so like. I think though this is another thing about getting older though, where you can go one way or the other. Is I feel like as I get older, like being obstinate or hard-headed about stuff, like it never, it has never worked. It will never work. No. You know. Yeah. So I'm like trying to move away from that. But you totally meet weird old guys that went the other way. Yeah. They're like, I'm doubling down on everything, and no one's ever going to change my opinion about anything. Totally. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, is this what I want for the next few years of my life? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, like, I strive to be the softest boy I can be. It's hard. <laughs> that's I have, like, the thing. The younger you are, the, the more it's a bad thing. Because a young, considerate boy might get picked on a little bit more, or he becomes, he's artistic and is like always like, you know, one of the people on the outside. It's usually those kids. Um, there's a point to that. Oh, but like the older you get, the cooler it is. And yeah. like now you're not picked on it, and it's a cool thing. And then you get like 
in your like 30s and older and it's like such a nice thing because when you meet an adult you don't have time for shit it's like just be just be a decent person from the get-go because we don't have enough time to go through all the other stuff yeah i remember uh, reading this quote uh by tim burton and he's talking about his kids and he was saying that like i really hope that my kids get picked on because the kids who are picked on grow up to be the best adults they got to be interesting like that's totally so true, true i think to well, it's, it's like, a little like again just like just say one person ever listens and i don't want any of this to be taken out of context because like that's also like a, a crazy thing to want like yeah like it's not good to be and, and so either. it's yeah it's quite an extreme thing but then you like compare it to your own childhood and you're like yeah of course it has benefits i'm just well, adding like, a little gray in there in case you know yeah. i went no. to obscure new brunswick french school as a kid so it was like a boutique school like i was in the same class for six years i was friends with all wow. the other kids all i got was wow, trophies and awards yeah well then once i got to like junior high I just was like a wrecking ball. It was like unbelievable. Like these kids probably weren't being that mean, but they were all from a different neighborhood. I didn't know them all. And man, it sucked. It's just like, like probably even just the fact that they weren't my friends was probably quite hurtful alone. Yeah. So even minor bullying on top of that, like I had no, I didn't even know that was how life oh, could be. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, your skin had not toughened at all. Nothing, yeah, because like, I, like, oh, it's, it's sad now because my whole family's in shambles, but my, uh, the dining table at my mom's house, like under, it's like plexiglass on top, and it's all awards that me and my brother got in elementary school because we both went to fancy French school. And then just two paths in the woods, both to failure, <laughs> you know? So it's just like, no more. But yeah, nothing but awards and like ribbons and trophies for six years. I didn't, and then I'm walking around like carrying my books like in my arm, like, uh, you know, like a girl might. And uh, that didn't go over well. That's exactly well. how I carried my books too. I didn't know you couldn't do that. Uh, to be fair, that's very sexist, but uh, yeah. I, again, yeah. 1993, like different times. Oh, I could okay. see the like, weird kid who came to my high school and carried the books like that. I would think you were weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, it's like that sucks because like it's just the way it split up it too there was only eight boys in my class anyway me and seven others and the rest were all girls in the french school but when they split us up in junior high into three classes there was half of the, the boys the other half of the boys and me <laughs> all by myself in class 7f and it's like couldn't you have put me with one dude that I know? Just one? Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, oh, it sucks. Oh, that sounds awful. But I met a bunch of cool people that I became friends with later in the year, but the first, like, half of the year, holy shit. <laughs> Man, not a good time. Like, I wonder how they pick the classes. Like, is this some sort of weird social experiment that a teacher's like, yeah. I wonder what happens if we put this kid over here? And, like, maybe it's to your benefit, too. Like, we think that maybe he'll flourish more if he's with oh, these people. Oh, there's no way know. back then, especially on the East Coast, that it was thoughtful at all. Oh, really? It was probably all random, and he got, like, a real shit end of it, and they never do double-checked to make sure a kid would not be in the worst situation. No. They don't care. But I then, think every single kid I went to elementary school was shitty. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I mean, I mean that because like, like, most of them are <laughs> still my friends to this day. Yeah. Really? But they were really crappy at the time. Yeah. You know, like I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, there's no point in naming names because you guys won't get who it is anyway. But like, basically we had a bunch of like fucking dickhead kids and they were like a handful of like kind of reasonable kids. And those people are still my friends. Uh, see, that was the other thing. Wow. We had yeah. a couple of kids in French school that like didn't make it past grade one, and then a couple even in grade two that fucked off to the English school. We only had the nicest intellectuals you can imagine. It was like the perfect school. The creme de la creme. Yeah. Wow. I think in summary, kids are dicks. Is yeah. basically it. Yeah. It's like oh, the, the chance of you being not a dick is pretty slim. 
Yeah. I think that's still true. I think very few people have anyone else's best interests in mind but their own. On the other hand, too, on the other side of the bully thing, because, yeah, like, sure, you know, toughen your kids up and stuff. But on the other hand, going to that fancy-ass school, that's where I got it in my head of, like, yeah, of course you can be a writer or whatever. Why not? So now I'm 39. I still haven't pulled it off. But I just have zero doubt that I can. And I mean, I think that's a kind of good thing because you really need to be, yeah, you got to be 100% or it's not going to happen. Well, I mean, that's really, it's very positive because it means you believe in yourself, which yeah, is just no matter how many times huge. it fails, I'm like, yeah, well, next time we'll go better. Like, that's, I really can't even imagine that it won't I mean, happen. People who are, have the complete opposite life as you and became like a president at whatever are the complete opposite of that. They're like, they make tons of money and, and everything like looks fine, but are just like, oh, I don't believe in myself whatsoever right like i i don't just i'm just i didn't do anything i don't really deserve this it just kind of happened that blows my mind sometimes like when i walk through one of the fancy pants neighborhoods like where drake's from or whatever in toronto and i think how like these people have the same numbers of hours in the day as me if i just went down some not even radically different paths if i just went to university and studied some shit and blah 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 like mm-hmm. i could be these people I mean, I don't think I could. I'd go crazy. But in theory, you know, like, what they did isn't that different. They just have a different daily nonsense grind that led them to a giant house. I'm like, huh. Do you feel like, though, like, there's this possible, like, fear of failure that you don't push yourself that far? Like, just for me personally, like, right now I'm trying to push myself, like, um, through athletics, like, pushing myself to run as fast as I can. But I never push myself as, as hard as I can because I'm worried that I won't be as good as I think I am. Because right now I'm like, oh, I could do whatever I want. I'm just not pushing myself hard enough. If I did push myself hard enough, I could do whatever these other guys are doing. But that fear is is holding me back a little bit. So I never will fully do what I want to do just because I'd rather not know that my yeah, own I think that is absolutely a thing of like you just expect yeah. to be good at something you don't yeah. and you don't want to find out that you're not <laughs> yeah. so so Pam when you're like pushing yourself athletically <clears throat> do you get to that point and you're like fuck it I'm done or do you try and push through it a little bit it's, to, to see if you can do it I push myself until like I'm tired and it's like I could keep on going but I don't want to but I know I can I'd rather not so there really is, I could go that extra level and I choose not to because I probably can't. But like then in my mind, like maybe I'm at 90%, but I feel like I'm still at 80%. So if I push myself, I'll realize like, oh yeah, no, I only could only go 10% more rather than like 20% that I think I could actually go. Right. Yeah, it's like, it's a safety net. It's a safety net to not push yourself as hard as you can. Yeah, and I find too like having, it's one thing to have confidence and like, oh, I'm sure I could do that. But then I would like, Say I just didn't write anything for four months. But in my head, I'm like, that's fine. I'm still an awesome writer. Like, I don't need the actual validation or whatever. And that definitely is a problem. Like, it only in the last, like, few years where I really, like, I got to write every day. If there's not more done at the end of the day than there was at the start, you're not a writer. But I had to, like, reprogram myself to think that way because I was just like, nah, I could do it. It would be great if I did do it. I'm sure it would be amazing. (laughs) And, yeah, I feel like that's the big... Like, if I ever write a book on how to write a book, if I ever get to that point... Chapter one will be like, are you 40 years old? No? And why do you think you can do this? Like, you're not even remotely ready. True. Yeah. Yeah. Close this book, open it up in a few years. Are you an yeah. alcoholic? Because don't even start unless you want. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, really, in all things, you should strive for a seven. Because you... <laughs> Rand's got it. Yeah, I'm honestly, that was a huge, mind-blowing moment. Because the whole time both of you were talking, I was like, yes. 
yes and I was just relating to everything especially like I'm I think right now career-wise I am doing the absolute minimum I can possibly do because I'm so lazy and I just don't want to but I could do just a little bit more and be so much better off if I just put in a little bit more effort but I don't want to and I don't know why and then you said I was seven and it all came back <laughs> <laughs> well even yeah like that fear of success thing like uh, so I wrote a kids book in like 2013 that I really thought was good and was really proud of it but I never like gave it to publishers or anything and I remember I was talking to Mike one time at a sushi place and I'm like like I don't want to do it because I'm like afraid that it would be published and then they'd want me to do more stuff. And I know I can't. I know I don't have the work ethic. I know I'm not ready. Like, like it's weird that I'm not worried it would be rejected. I'm worried it would lead to a stressful career that I'm not ready for. Like, and he was like, that's very backwards. Like, no one thinks of it that way. Yeah, that's quite true. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've had the same job for almost 10 years now. And it's not, like, I'm not bored of it. And I, and I think... I think not everybody understands a certain, like a certain point in their life where it's like, it's good enough. Like, wow, very real. <laughs> like it's it's good enough. It doesn't have to be better than this. It has to like achieve your life and keep you interested, and that's it. And like, there's people who are way more ambitious than that. I'm just not one of those people. You know, like, I, I need my, I need to challenge myself on a yearly basis, but what that is doesn't really matter. And if you were, like, blacksmithing in, like, a village, it's not like right. you're like, fuck, man, someday I'm going to be the guy who plays the trumpet in front of the, the royal throne room. Like, right. no, you're not. That's your job. That's what you do. Like, like you're a fucking blacksmith. And you're never going to enter a blacksmithing competition. You're just going to do your job yeah. and live your life. Yeah. But occasionally people who care about shit enter my work into blacksmithing competitions <laughs> and uh, I just won an award this year and it was just like yeah it's fine but but it's like one of those things where it's like okay this matters to my bosses kind of doesn't matter to me so you don't see it as an achievement no because it's like to me, my challenge is my own, like I'm competing against myself. I'm not competing against anybody else. And so I'm perfect where I am because I'm the boss of me where I am. So... It's like that Seinfeld, like where George gets, get, well, and then they always say that, like people just get uh, promoted until they get to a job that they're bad at. And that's when they stop getting promoted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can get too high or like in the Seinfeld where George like gets promoted and it's way more work. Not that much more money. Fuck yeah. that. Why would you want to do that? No, and, and, and that's the thing. It's like, and it also means that because, because of how I feel about my job, I get to leave it and not even think about it. Yeah. Like, it's like, I walk away from that thing going like, I'm in control of it. Oh, it's you weird know, like, too. Uh, North America is so about individuality, and you've got to go yeah. be an entrepreneur. But that's sociopaths. Like there are people like that, and they achieve great things. But that's not how people are. That's not what human beings are. We're no. not all Steve Jobs, but we're all supposed to be, or we failed. Like it's just weird. Well, my bar, my bar for employment, like like ideally, is is what I'm promoting, is what I'm doing, helping or hurting people. 
in my respect, I don't want to go into my job, but uh, I promote health, and I'm okay with that. Condom tester. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do a lot what of... What if it was a neutral thing? Like, I don't know. What's a neutral? Paper. Paper is hardly neutral. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm tr- not trying to... Rainforest brand world. paper. <laughs> Uh, no, what's something? Oh, I don't know. A, a brand of linens. <laughs> <laughs> Linen brander. But I got like I Are tried to go real neutral. Are shop linens? No. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> oh my god, this is the worst. Yeah, exactly my point. No, I. You can't do that in your job though. Like, what if you had to? do something like create some designs for a brand of linens you'd be like are you guys xyz and then not do it i I, i've had a handful of jobs that i'm like ethically opposed to yeah i get that but i guess like i worked at an agency and it was like what if one day a program was something where you were like i'm designing for something that is not like totally something i love but it's fine yeah no no like I, i mean bottom line is if I'm working in a place, my services belong to that place, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would never, for example... So you would do a neutral and a positive. You wouldn't do a negative. I would never do a negative. You so like roughly a seven. Yeah. <laughs> so basically... If, it's incredibly appropriate to everything. It's insane. <laughs> if tomorrow somebody was it's like... <laughs> I'm going to give you a hundred grand a year to, like, design shit for SO. Yeah. I'd be like, getting sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I get that. Even at 100 grand a year, I'd be like, no, I can't do it. Yeah. You know, but if it was like slightly neutral, where it's like, yeah, there's a little bit of unethical stuff, but like mostly. I need an example. Um, Aziz Ansari. He's fine. See, he's fine. I, yeah, okay. But that was a great example, wasn't it? Pat myself yeah, it was. on the back. It was. But he's fine. Um, Louis C.K., who I'm a m- massive fan of. I would die to do promo stuff for Louis C.K. You would? I would. But you except would turn it down. Okay, right I would answer. turn it down. Okay. Yeah. I don't know one woman right? who likes Louis C.K., or like everyone who I've ever spoken with has always thought that Louis C.K. has been so creepy. Yeah, I love that though, because no. like. Yeah. His comedy is about him being a weird creep it and totally a lot is. of it about jerking off. Like, yeah. he could have made this all work, but it's just that he was trying to hold on to it like a little goblin and not tell anybody. You know? If he had just been more open about this years ago, it could have yeah. maybe been a thing. That he could have worked it into his routine. Be like, hey, this one time. Like, yeah. then be like, yeah. oh, that Louis. And I'm so embarrassed about it and, like, whatever. Like, yeah. Just, you know. Owned it. Yeah, I did. I did like him like before as a comedian. Like I, I, I don't know. If you like the Vinyl Countdown, you've got to relate in some way because some of those episodes there was oh a lot God. of like all oh, the right. first few. Too. Okay, so all of us. <laughs> yeah, give us a history lesson. We don't remember these days. No. Oh my God, you guys are terrible. I there know. were so many. So Craig yeah. didn't tell me about the Vinyl Countdown until like months. I think we were almost engaged. He's like, I'm, I'm surprised he mentioned is, it at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so many times he's like, I cannot tell anybody a date in the future about this. He's like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have. But like you guys, the, especially the first few. 
so I'm listening to it on my drive to work, and I think most of my <laughs> most of the time, just me sitting in the car, just cringing. Yeah. Like, oh, this is so bad. And just like I'm assuming they're joking. I'm assuming they're joking. I'm assuming they're joking. Yeah, because I'd just beautiful. be like across Canada somewhere, and some random Facebook message or something, and just like it would come up somehow. Like, oh yeah, Pam's listening to Vinyl Countdowns, and I don't think I ever said anything about it. But my thought was always like, what? Why? Why would you ever want that to be a thing that happens? So anyway, I apologize for our... I mean, we were... We used to be tens. Now we're sevens. It's okay now. <laughs> no, and honestly, like, it's actually been... It's a benefit to everybody who's in Toronto right now because it has lowered, like, my road rage. Because, like, I'm sitting in traffic and you should be like, Oh my god, I should be home by now. Rawr. But now, like, oh, they're coming up to this funny part. They're going to make fun of someone. Oh, okay. And, like, I feel so much calmer now. So you want to make any uh, changes to consent cake? I guess this is your chance. Cause <laughs> well, we didn't even have what it was. It changed again. What did you say last time? Consent cake... Help yourself if you like. You know, oh my God, no pressure. What it was. You remembered. Yeah. Do you feel like cake isn't quite gender neutral enough? Yeah, that's a good point. Yes, uh, what, what, I think cake is plenty gender neutral. What is gendered about cake? What about, but it's got the layers. It's not like properly blended. What well, about like on, what about gluten free consent cake? <laughs> Vegan. Vegan. Gluten free. I don't like that. Gluten free. Vegan free range. Free range, yeah. I mean, I guess it's a kosher. I like, I like kosher. your suggestion of pudding, because then it would be consent pudding. Consent pudding. Help yourself. If you <laughs> Grab like. a spoonful if you'd like. What about consent ingredients? Make your own cake. <laughs> oh, grab your. Yes, yes. Make it yourself. Right. <laughs> bitch. Get in the kitchen, bitch. <laughs> We did it. We did it. It's so perfect and feminist. <laughs> it's so empowering. Make your own cake, bitch. <laughs> there we go. Consent. Yeah, in some national underground thunder pounds as I stomp the ground uh, like a million elephants on silver back around you tank you can't stop the train. Who wants some? Don't come unprepared. I'll be there, but when I leave there, better be a household name. Where the men tell us that ain't gonna rain. So now we sitting in a drop top soaking wet. And it's still too dry not to sweat. Hitting some assaults without the neck. But this will be the year that you won't forget. One nine, 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 and no ten is the thing. Go, boy, I'm in the You know, call the president. I can't pay for it. Fit, Too hot to jump in jail. Too low to dig your body's on jail. Hot. Get a lot down there on sale. Let about catch you a smell. Look at what came in the mail. I'm a scale as a barber ever. Smoke on grill and a baby member. Black that lag in the back of ever. Evacuation. Bring the weather. Come together. Give the AIDS. Make a nigga more than two for days. Get back home. Niggas are all. We're not really there. Spend all the more. You let the heads up. Do a ball about. Talk to the thousand miles per hour. Hello, ghetto. Let your brain breathe. Believe there's always more. How? No, 
ghost traces on Did you ever think a pinball can mark a phone like that there boy? We'll still see three big things happen every time we meet Like a track team cracking down the geek I'll get swamped on my down the street Slam back Cadillac, about five diggity 75 MCs reach out to the beat So we get from stage, don't get the club Should have had a family head of love Heard him in the rabbit, he a love Heard about that, but I love it up So G to the U to the D to you Got a love in the way, but anybody who had a little bit bigger for you Enjoyed it, never turn my back, I'm a keep for them Should've hit it, quit it, rag top Boil it up in a lab, dog, get a bit of it up, boy, says some gold Make it back down, man, dust to go Reckon him before, but we on the roll Hold up, slow up, stop control Like Janet Planner, stay on his own You're moving like Rogue, I'm a straight to the floor Black high winners and black score Put up a man, he's a women's annoyed Face me, man, boy, hoist it out You quit like a bill that hit the board Betty Pack Rapper trying to get the vibe I'm mucking on being another day alive But come to ATL, boy, better not hack it Just a ramble, he gon' ride Countdown tonight. We're glad to uh, entertain you. We hope to see you again. All right, drive safe. Tip your waitress. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, motherfuckers. I'm out. <laughs>